The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. There's this process that we have going on within us, whether we know it or not. It's the process of aging and growing old. Aging gracefully and keeping our bodies, our minds, memory, brain health, well, keeping all of it optimized is key to doing this getting old thing as well as humanly possible. Now, there's a term to do with longevity and aging that I hadn't heard before, which of course has led me to do a deep dive into researching and understanding, and then of course, bringing it to you. Senescence, that's what it's called. I don't know, as soon as I heard this word, first of all, I had to plug it into YouTube to make sure that I knew how to say it because I was going to say it so many times on this. It sounds like something you plug into your wall and then it smells like flowers. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. But it, it kind of also just evokes a whole bunch of curiosity for me. Senescence literally means the process of getting old. It's defined as the period of gradual decline that follows the developmental phase in an organism's life. Well, yes, that's us. And a loss of cells, power, of division and growth. Senescence in humans sometimes starts sometimes in your 20s when you're kind of at your peak of your physical strength. Then it just continues on for the rest of your life, basically. The number of senescent cells increase with age, but senescence also plays an important role in development as well as all sorts of things in your body, like even just in wound healing. This state and process of becoming old, well, it's a progressive decline that I think a lot of us are aware of. And we also know that some people are fighting back against aging way harder than others. And that's likely where the biohacking trend was born. While we think that we will end up like maybe our parents or our grandparents because of our genetics, Well, we know that there are ways to, you know, take a right turn, a hard right from that. And if you listen to episode 101 and 111, where we drove into my DNA testing, just as an example, so you know what it could happen with you, and the results that came from the dnacompany.com forward slash eat this, if you want to try this out, that's where you get a $50 discount. Really knowing and learning what our future could look like holds a lot of power. And I say could look like because no, it's not it's not the book of Leanne and this is and everything's going to unfold. Even though diabetes is really strong in my genetics, well, I just genuinely don't eat much sugar and or processed food. And that is the number one way to defy that situation. Now you might kind of think, well, this is all really depressing talking about aging, but Really, because there are so many things that you can do that will influence and dictate your future health, well, that's what we're going to focus on. 
diving into senescence, what are senescent cells? And of course, what can we do about this is all that we're going to talk about here today on Eat This with Leanne. I love bringing you along to places and introducing concepts that you may not be aware of. And in this case, senescence is not only pretty cutting edge, but it's also super new to me too. So let's dive into this together. Joining us today is Dr. Nick Bitts, who we actually talked back in, talked to back in episode 46 about Collagen 101. He's since moved on and put his focus on a whole new space and looking forward with an incredible team. And we're so glad to have him back. Now, Dr. Nick is a licensed board certified naturopathic doctor specializing in integrative medicine, working as the senior VP of um, in product development at Neurohacker Collective or neurohacker.com if you want to go and check him, check him out. His area of expertise includes nootropics, anti-aging and regenerative medicine, biohacking, weight management, sleep, and Ayurveda. So welcome back, Dr. Nick. First of all, let's start with what are the hallmarks of aging? All right. Yes, it's great to be back. Um, you know, the science has been growing and, and new science is constantly emerging. Um, some of the themes for the last decade uh, really revolve around the hallmarks of aging. And the hallmarks of aging really are considered to be kind of the pillars of aging, the, the, the factors that drive changes in physiology that lead to the effects of aging over time. So there are nine of them. Um, there actually was just uh, a session in Copenhagen with a bunch of scientists, um, and they added five more that they're considering inflammation being one, uh, changes in the microbiome being another one. Oh, gosh, but, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so basic. I mean, I would have put those in there from the from the start, but yeah. but these nine are are a little bit more focused. They're a little bit more geared around cellular changes. And they all started in 2013. Um, uh, basically, there was an article in a scientific journal that talked about these nine hallmarks that was just summarized all the aging research to date. A lot of those things you probably have heard of, you know, DNA mutations being one, uh, the shortening of, of telomeres, which are the, the caps on the end of DNA. There are another one, epigenetic changes with like methylation, um, as an example, uh, mitochondria dysfunction. So the loss of mitochondrial, normal mitochondrial ATP production over time, which you get this reduction of cellular energy. Um, yeah. So so we've identified these nine. And, and so that really kind of frames, I think, this conversation because it really frames kind of the aging conversation overall. Nick, which, uh, which I'm not sure which medical framework it would fall under. When my hair gets sucked into my scalp and disappears and then starts coming out in all different places around my body except my head, where, where does that... <laughs> Where does that fall under? Is that a mitochondrial that's, thing? Is what? Which one is that? That's really funny. You know, I, I, I that that certainly relates to a, a lot of it. Is in part related to hormone functions. Oh, okay. Uh, and the shifts in hormone balance, the changes, especially for for men, shifts in testosterone. And so you, there's good testosterone, there's bad testosterone. If you express the bad forms of testosterone, you get kind of that alopecia up top, <laughs> and then the misplacement of of hair otherwise in the body. Uh, redistribution. <laughs> you guys make it sound so nice and technical. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just getting bald and I got to wear hats. That's basically what it boils down to. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're aging. Yes. We all are aging, right? And we all age differently. That's that's the thing here. I think how I'm manifesting uh, the aging process is probably slightly different. And I would guess that Leanne, same thing, slightly yep. different than you as well. Yep. Yeah, I, de- I, I can honestly guarantee that you guys are not experiencing the hot flashes of perimenopause that I am. So yeah, there's also that yes. too. <laughs> and what's so annoying is some people have all sorts of symptoms or or they end up with things and other people are like, oh, no, I don't really have that. So I, I think that that's just, that's across the board. That's just humanity. That's all of us, how we're built, our DNA, and and then of course, all of the epigenetics, all of the other things. But, you know, what we're focusing on today is that we ha- we still have control. Like we really can, we can change the trajectory of aging for the better. And that's why I love that you're here to talk about senescence, because this was, you know, as I said off the top, this is something quite new for me. So diving into that, Tell us what is senescence, first of all, and then and then also why is it like part of this hallmark of aging and important for aging? Yeah. So cellular senescence um, sounds super technical and sciencey. I, I appreciate um, it is and it isn't. Uh, it yeah. is one of those nine hallmarks. The idea of senescence has been around since the 60s. Uh, there were two scientists essentially that discovered that cells will replicate about 50 times and then die. And that's groundbreaking. At the time, people were like, no, cells replicate forever. Um, But these guys, they thought it was a a, a variation and they're like, oh, well, let's keep testing here. We just messed up that that batch of cells here. Let's create another one. And it kept happening over and over and over. And then over the course of several decades, people were like, oh, wait a second here. Yeah, they're onto something. That is actually a fact. Mm. And so anywhere between 40 or 60 cell replications and then cells tend to, um, they fall away. They go through apoptosis. They they Mm. go through that self- uh, destruction, cellular right. destruction. And so senescence is in short, just a, a term that describes the process of aging or deterioration and cellular senescence is the process of aging as it relates to, to cells. And so when you look at cells that are senescent, it means that they have gone through the course of their life they've got to the point where they are stopping the division process, Mm. but they stick around in the body. And that's the problem. And so there are transient senescent cells that that go through that phase. They become senescent where they're not functioning. They're still in the tissue, but they're not functioning. The immune system comes in, gets rid of them, and then the new cells regenerate in their place. And that's that's normal. That's healthy. That's expected. You want it. However, the problem becomes when those senescent cells linger over time. When those senescent cells, they evade the immune system they, they secrete these proteins that kind of evade the breaking down process. They stick around and they can stick around forever in tissues. Really? The issue is when you start accumulating these old defunct uh, cells throughout the body in different tissues, we're trying to figure out what percentage of cells are senescent. And, and at this stage, we don't really know. There's estimates that, that maybe 10% of cells by the age of 65 are senescent the health of your tissues is directly related to the health of your cells. And so if you have non-functioning cells in your tissues, that can express itself in a number of ways. You say 10%. Now that sounds like a small number, but we're talking billions, right? Billions of cells? We're talking trillions. Wow. Yeah. 10 is a lot. 
and, and the issue is that these senescent cells are called zombie cells. Um, because much like zombies in movies, you know, they're, they're dead, but they're going around trying to attack normal, healthy cells and they convert them into senescent cells. And so the problem with just, let's just say 10% of your cells being senescent is that they secrete these inflammatory immunosuppressive chemicals that are incredibly harmful and they convert other cells into that. I love the way that you're uh, describing this because I know this, this is, is kind of, this is quite cutting edge, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think you're spot on. I mean, this is the cutting edge of uh, anti-aging medicine right now. And then, you know, the NIH, the government, the FDA, there's so much science right now in this area trying to figure it out. Mm. Of course, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies are going at it as well. They, they want to create oh. that kind of uh, magic bullet pill that is a senolytic or something that destroys these senescent cells inside the body. And so... There is a lot of interest right now on the scientific front trying to identify what those nutrients are, what those compounds are that that can actually help clear those from the body. Because mm. I think the implications are enormous. Um, we know, again, that senescent cells are literally everywhere in the body. They're in okay. the bones. They're in the lungs. They're in the heart. They're in the skin. Okay, um, brain. They're in the brain. And so if you can clear those, in theory, you can rejuvenate the whole body. And, and that's kind of the promise of this whole category uh, of aging. And, and it's really quite amazing. I, uh, the amount of uh, literature and scientific science that I've read here in, in the last year is incredible. And I, it just seems like it's, it's just gaining momentum. And I think that the fact that you haven't heard about it and you're not familiar with it is, is yes. not surprising, but right. you, you will be. Is there any information on what stops our bodies getting rid of these cells? There's a lot of different theories. There's a lot of different processes that we've identified. But in short, these cells secrete proteins. And if we can inhibit or counter the effect of these proteins, we then can clear uh, the, mm. these cells from the body. And so there are ways to do this. We know that exercise, as an example, um, is a very good senolytic. Um, it helps ah. with the tolerance of this. Okay. Um, uh, Any particular fat, type of exercise? I, I wouldn't. I would say that, like long distance running, as an example, uh, marathons probably uh, is counter uh, the effect mm. that you want because it does suppress the immune system, and you need the yeah. immune system to work to identify and then delete those cells from the body. So, if it's something that's taxing the immune system, I would say that probably is not beneficial as a senolytic. Okay. Um, but, you know, practicing yoga, going for walks, uh, doing, uh, you know, riding a bicycle, uh, lifting weights, all of those things, I, I think, can contribute to it. Anything else that we can do other than the exercise? Yeah, I mean, you know, fasting, there, there's not a lot of evidence to support it yet, but a lot of the big brains that are in this area um, do you think that fasting helps to prime the clearance of these cells? And so that could be, you know, a three-day water fast. That could be a five-day juice fast. Um, that could be a, a fasting mimicking diet where you're just lowering your calorie content over the course of days or weeks. Uh, and that can give the body a chance to just naturally clear it on its own. I, I would say that there's emerging evidence in the area of psychedelics, um, in terms oh, yeah. of that experience being a priming experience that can literally shift mental states, physical states, physiologic states, and in part through the clearance of senescent cells. And then there's, there's, there's really interesting nutritional compounds. And I think that that's 
for me, that's the easiest, most direct way to influence the clearance of senescent cells from the body because we know that there are specific compounds that work very effectively. Well, I see, I can do the exercise thing. You kind of lost me on the fasting side of things. I'm, I, 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 I don't know if there's any data to support going to an all-you-can-eat buffet and if that's good for it, but that'd be great if there was. And then you kind of brought me back on the psychedelics. When you say psychedelics, what specifically are we talking about, Nick? Well, plant medicines. Okay. Um, and, and, and again, this is this is an emerging field. There is a lot of really interesting science right now, especially human science, showing that plant medicine works very effectively. But but some of the theories that I've been reading about are that you basically are just shifting the body into a different state. Mm. Um, and in doing so, it can be a healthy state, um, and it can be it can be negative if not done in the right ways. But it certainly can move you into a healthy state that can shift everything on all levels, uh, spiritual, emotional, physical. And so we're just getting into the science of that and we're starting to understand it a little bit. But I think in the coming decade, I think we're going to know a lot more about how these plant medicines, um, ayahuasca, uh, medicinal mushrooms, um, peyote, uh, MDMA, you know, DMT as it is, these different medicines can be very therapeutic in a lot of ways. And so I suspect that um, they do have a senolytic effect in, in, in part. Yeah, we just uh, did two episodes on medicinal mushrooms, um, not the types that you're talking about, but even, you know, as a not plant medicine in the same way that you're talking about, but using the mushrooms, you know, they're their own kingdom to support health was I couldn't fit it all into one episode. So I did yeah. two. I did two. And still it's pretty much a 101 on on what they can do to our body. But the emerging research and even in just talking to people about this, they're like, yeah, I think I've heard about mushrooms lately. And not necessarily in the psychedelic world, although there's a lot more discussion about that to do with mental health, especially I know yes. that for sure. And it's something because, um, you know, I'm in that realm with with my daughter. So it's something that I have my have my eyes looking over, you know, as things as things come across, um, you know, whether it's it's through a colleague or studies and things like that. So I do. I totally agree. I think the direction that we're going in in terms of of health and what it sounds like with the team that you're working with now in what you're doing is really it's hopeful. It's actually really hopeful. We're all aging. I don't care how old you are. We're all aging, but there has to be a way to be able to to do it better. If you're that kind of person, which I believe our lovely loyal listeners are, you're here because you want to do better. Yeah. So I'll just say lastly, you know, psychedelics are incredibly polarizing, um, but I think they're starting to lose their stigma a little bit as the science emerges. So mm. it is interesting that they're definitely trending in the biohacking community who we create products for at Neurohacker, um, you know, super well-educated people that are interested in hacking their physiology to improve health, mental well-being, longevity, and all of that. And so anything can potentially be a poison or a medicine. It really depends on how you use it. Yeah. Um, I mean, a salad, a salad can be absolutely poisonous to somebody's health, right? Yeah. Hey, Amen, Nick, yeah. say it loud and say it proud, yes. my son. <laughs> salad is an absolute poison to society. Thank you very, it's finally been said, Leanne. You just said, what, that's it, and you're done now, Chris. You're going to walk out of your bathroom studio, that's mic a, drop, we're dro- done. Yep, drop the mic, Nick. That a boy, standing ovation. I love it, Dr. Oh. Nick. 
Well, and I have to say, from, from an Ayurvedic perspective, when you look at the energetics of food, salad is not for everybody. And so it's really good for, for I'm going to say, about a third of, of individuals that have a specific body type that need those energetics from greens. Greens are not universally good. That, that is a fact. <laughs> I think we're going to have to put a pin in that one. That is so. my ringtone, man. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree. I, I agree. I think the secret sauce to what you've just said is knowing if you're that person. So, yeah, let's definitely circle back to this conversation because um, I'd like to know. And I think if I'd like to know, then our lovely loyal listeners want to know, too. It is such yeah. a great thing uh, for people like you, Dr. Nick, because, I mean, my wife is a perfect example of somebody who has gone through the medical community over and over and over again, just consistently recycled through that community. And at, by, you know, at the end of the day is consistently frustrated. And so she is now at that point where it's like, you know what? Just give me some options. We are a smart and wondrous uh, race. And there is no reason why we can't figure this out because we're all made of the same stuff. We all It all might be a little different in everybody, right? The formula might be a little different. Well, why can't we figure this out? So it's because of smart people like you that gives myself and my wife hope. Yes, there are universal truths that we can tap into and that we can all certainly benefit from. And they don't need to be complex and, and crazy technical. They can be very simple and they can be applied on a daily basis just to improve well-being. Yeah, I agree. Diving into senescence, what are senescent cells? And of course, what can we do about this is all that we're going to talk about here today on Eat This with Leanne. Joining us today is Dr. Nick Bitts. Okay, so I, I have this question queued up here, but um, because this is a new topic to me, I'm not exactly sure if you've covered it already. So what is meant by the anabolic re resistance and how that connects to senescent cells? Yeah, so anabolic resistance. So... Um, anabolic essentially is your ability to, um, to bulk up, to, to grow muscles, right? Mm -hmm. You okay. lift weights, you take protein powders, you have, that has an anabolic effect. Steroids, right, are anabolic in terms of how they affect. So senescence inhibits that process. And we know that there, there are transient senescent cells that get lodged into the muscles, right? After you, you do vigorous exercise, such as lifting weights, okay. um, but they're transient. Usually the body will go in, uh, clear them out, and then you, you can actually go and your muscles can, can grow that the way they want. But right. the issue is as we age, you become less efficient at clearing out those transient cells. And so those cells linger. Mm -hmm. And so when you have, um, you, I'm going to say, you know, a good percentage of, of muscle cells that are senescent, um, it really inhibits the ability to produce uh, and regenerate muscle. Right. And so in part, the theory is, and the thinking is that um, the reason that when you're 50 plus that you have an issue growing muscle mm -hmm. uh, is me. in part because of senescent cells. Okay. And just before we get on to what on earth do we do about all of this, what sort of symptoms would you, um, would you see if, you know, you're not clearing in your brain versus your body versus your skin? 
Like what are the more typical things? Well, so we're, we're just in covering that right now. But when you look at, when you look at brain health, as an example, um, neurons, they, they don't become senescent. Um, oh. neurons, you don't regenerate neurons. You have a neuron, it's there for life. Got it. Um, so they don't turn over in the way that a lot of other cells do in the body, but the supporting cells, uh, the glial cells, the, the 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 different brain cells that support the neurons, those can become senescent. And so, um, when they do, you're you're going to change how cells communicate in the brain. Um, and, and and again, that can that can manifest as brain fog, forgetfulness. Um, you can get into more serious disorders as well. I think it's uh, experienced uniquely. By everybody. So I don't think that there's a okay. specific way that that's experienced. Senescent cells too are, are specific to tissues. They, they generally don't appear all over the body. They tend to aggregate in specific tissues. So they can be focused in the heart, more focused in the skin. So really it depends on the person. But we know that if you inject senescent cells into animals that are young, mm. they will immediately manifest those age-related conditions that you see in older mice. And so we know that that just having these senescent cells in the body, it can be normal, but it can actually lead to a lot of the age-related uh, issues that we see throughout the whole body. So Okay. So everybody's waiting. I know that they're like, okay, he keeps like, you know, what are we going to do about this? How can <laughs> How can we help with the knowledge that we have right now? You've talked about uh, synolytics, those being something that can help. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and okay. the term synolytic, right, it, it's it's a blending of senescence and lytic. And so lytic means destroying. Got it. And so these senolytic compounds are anything that, that helps to encourage the body to get rid of senescent cells in short. Okay. Um, and this uh, term senolytic was coined in 2015. Uh, there was a, a, a study done by the Mayo Clinic uh, and the Scripps Institute that found when you combine a pharmaceutical with quercetin, which we know is kind of that yellow flavonoid that's found in onions and other foods, it's a great antihistamine, anti-inflammatory, yeah, yeah, fantastic nutrient, uh, widely used in the dietary supplement space. Yeah. When you combine those two together, um, they actually have a very powerful senolytic effect. And it's not a global effect. It tends to be very uh, tissue specific. Okay. And so we know that that these things work very effectively in mice models, which was profound. That was game changing. As soon as we understood that you have this hallmark of aging and then you have a solution wow. for drastically shifting one of the nine major hallmarks, the scientists were just completely shocked. And so that article in 2015 really set off this whole idea of what is acenolytic, what other compounds um, can be used for this. And so there was a study a few years later that looked at different flavonoid compounds. They looked at okay. quercetin, fisetin, uh, EGCG, luteolin, uh, rudin, these, these nutritional compounds that we know and love from the diet, from, uh, from the dietary supplement space. Mm. But they tested them and said, which one or which ones have the most powerful senolytic effect in a test tube environment. And, and at that time, they identified another compound called fisetin. Fisetin, again, a trending ingredient right now. If you Google it, you're going to see a lot of science, uh, a lot of conversation around this, this, this molecule. Very interesting. Um, 
much like quercetin, it's it's a, a polyphenol flavonoid. It's found in plants, predominantly in strawberries, but only in small amounts. But when you do a much bigger dose, yeah. um, 20 milligrams per kilog- uh, kilogram of body weight, which equates to about 1400 milligrams per day, okay. um, you get a very strong effect. And, and so... There are now human clinicals supporting these ideas, and there's a whole host of new clinicals that are lined up um, to look at quercetin, fisetin, different combinations of these potential senolytic compounds currently. So as well as, you know, what you've just talked about, which, um, you know, is is all new and super groovy, but, you know, that even they're finding new compounds. There are so many compounds in plants that just haven't even either got a name yet or they don't know it. So it's great that all of this is coming out. For everyone listening, what is it that, you know, understanding that, okay, so we have these, um, you know, we have these cells in our body. We're not exactly sure how we can get rid of all of them just yet, but we're, you know, we're kind of working on it. Tell us about like diet and lifestyle behaviors that will help, that we know that will help with these um, senescent cells. Before I became a physician, um, I, I, I spoke with Dr. Andrew Weil, um, who's mm. really considered the, the godfather of natural yeah. medicine. And he, he greatly influenced a lot of my decisions in life and choices and where I ended up to practice medicine and such. But he has some really great ideas about health in the body. His major idea was, was that if you give the body the chance to heal itself, yes. it will heal itself and, mm-hmm. and spontaneously often. So if you just if you create health in the body, the body will move in that direction. And so you don't necessarily need to go in and say, oh, my joint hurts. I need to treat the joint. No, no. Yep. The, the idea is that you, you don't need to treat the disease. You need to create health. Yeah. And so you can do that in many, many, many different ways. But when you turn the light switch on inside the body and you create health, all of those ailments tend to fall away. Mm. And I think that that's, for me, that's a really interesting idea. And, and senolytics fit right into that because we know that cellular senescence is multifactorial and it's throughout the body. And so it definitely is impacting us on several different fronts. And so if you can go in, you can target this major pillar of the hallmarks of aging uh, in a very significant way, you can create massive effects throughout the body. And I think these conditions that you've been dealing with, they can spontaneously disappear overnight. And so that's that's the promise of senolytics, I think. And that's why there's so much interest right now in, in this field. Wow. And as soon as you started talking about the body's ability to heal itself, my mind immediately went to Dr. Robert Cass, who is the founder and formulator of uh, Physica Energetics, which is a, a supplement that I use. And Dr. Cass also helped me formulate my line of supplements as well and he has said that forever Uh, you know the body can do what it needs to do you just need to help it remove those obstacles to cure so what you know what are they is it you know is it diet is it that you're not getting enough sleep is it that you're eating the wrong foods for yourself is it that you need to increase certain nutrients or eat more garlic or, you know, there's all sorts of ways to be able to do that. And I think that's when 
perhaps potentially a lot of people say, well, I don't really know what to do. So are there any, you know, I've heard you talk about before the adaptogens. I think I heard you mention something about black garlic before and mushrooms that I've just talked about in the past two episodes. Yes. So can you speak to those a little bit too? Oh boy, where to even start? Yeah. So I, I think, I think your point is, is absolutely valid. And part of the journey for anyone that that is seeking to be healthier and and to perform better in life is really just to get out of your own way and so you know i I wouldn't say that there's a specific diet that i would say everybody let's let's plug into the keto diet or the paleo um i think it's very individual and i always take an ayurvedic perspective to that and so ayurveda is very personalized. And so you need to look at the energetics of the body and match the energetics of the food or the botanicals that you're consuming on a daily basis. And so the the wisdom of Ayurveda is that it's a medicine of opposites. Hmm. So if you have too much fire, you need to bring down the fire with, you know, cooling foods, cooling botanicals, putting some water into your diet, these things. So it's very intuitive. It's very straightforward. And once you understand the energetic properties, then you know how to prescribe yourself the correct right. diet. Um, you know, I, I would say when you're thinking about senescence specifically, um, beyond exercise, beyond fasting or lowering your calorie content, um, improving immunity, your immune health is, is critical. And again, mushrooms would fit into that, right? Mushrooms have the beta glucans, beta glucans are like coffee for the immune system. And, and they help to train the immune system to be stronger. And, and of course, uh, the immune system tends to be compromised with uh, hardcore exercise or just with old age. And so there's a way to train the immune system by consuming these beta glucans in the form of mushrooms on a daily basis. Um, I'm also a big fan of vitamin D. Yeah. I'm sure you've talked about that a lot on this show, mm-hmm. um, but vitamin D in combination with K2 specifically yep. um, is, is absolutely critical. Black garlic, incredibly important. Um, you know, you don't get that smelly sulfur burps or breath, which is yeah. really great, but you get the immune boost, um, helps to improve T cells and just antibody response overall probiotics, incredibly important. So really getting into the immune system is critically important, not only for senescence, but, but for overall um, health. And so I think people don't put enough emphasis on that arm of their body, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, they only really look at the immune system when it's compromised, um, yeah. when they have symptoms or when they're down and out. And so yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to really look after it on a daily basis, even when you're well, especially when you're well. Yeah. Um, because it has so many implications for health uh, and, and well-being. Yeah, I love this focus on immunity and the immune system. And yes, we have talked a lot about D3 and K2 and and uh, one of my products in my supplement co- supplement line called Sunshine D3 plus K2 is a liposome spray and so easy to take for the whole family. And that's really why I went for, for a spray, not only for the... Um, you know, for the benefits of it being really absorbable. Um, but then also in things like episode uh, 101 and 111, where we dove into DNA results and knowing yourself that bit more, and that falls under the biohacking umbrella, which we've also talked about on, you know, on Eat This With Leanne too, just to open your eyes to, 
you know, it's great if you've got even Sunshine D3K2, but you can go one more step further in understanding, are you someone who does really well in absorbing vitamin D from the sun? So for instance, I am someone that does that. If you're not, then maybe you're someone that needs to take Sunshine D3 plus K2 in the morning and in the evening. So there's all these, you know, this is biohacking, you know, where you've got, you've got that bit more information. And I really, really think that the information that you shared today is just a I'm going to call it another layer to it, but this is like, you know, this is like a planetary layer. Like it's huge. Everything that you're talking about is just sending my brain in all sorts of different directions and understanding it. And, and in understanding that, you know, there are things, even though they maybe seem healthy are not necessarily so much when you're eating greens all day long and it's not for you or, you know, running marathons because it's what you've always done, but Hey, you've got all these immune issues. So I think it's a great wake up call. Totally agree. I, I think it deserves, you know, more conversation. Certainly I would love to chat more about Ayurveda Oh yes, please. Um, and some of the thinking there, because I think it's really related to this and additive to this. The interesting thing about Qualiacinolytic, uh, which is the product that Neurohacker created that mm. is a Stenolytic that's really super incredible. Um, it's a two-day protocol. And, and that's the thing. This, so when you start getting into the science of cellular senescence and senolytics, they're not dosed every day. They're dosed very strongly for one or two days. And then they have these resounding effects over the course of weeks. And we've seen this in animal studies um, and we're starting to see it in human studies. And so the reason that I like this, um, it doesn't need to be something that you introduce and it overwhelms all your other regimens or protocols right. or supplements. It's just like doing a short little detox. You know, it's different than a detox, but I always frame it as a detox where right. you're it's basically like clearing out, draining. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a moment, you know, it's just a two day. So it's designed to be, uh, you take a product day one, day two, and then you take a break for four or more weeks and then you can get back to it if you want. But that's really what I like. And, and it's interesting that the whole field of senolytics is geared towards this. It's called a hit and run dosing regimen. So you do a big dose and then you step back and you let the body do its work. Wow. It's like put, putting the rock into the ocean and seeing the ripple effect, but right. actually giving yourself that space to see what happens. That's right. so cool. It's so interesting. Yes. Well, I think we need to have you back on to talk about more of this, of this hit and run, you know, and how you can, you know, and about the products that, um, you know, that you're working with and are you part of the development team for the products as well? Cause I know that's. Yeah. So I oversee the all the product development, um, neurohacker, um, uh, we, we create products that are nootropic. So they're cognitive enhancing. Um, and then we also create products that are related to healthy aging. Um, we do a variety of other products too, but those are really kind of the two areas that, that we're experts in. Right. Um, so we'd love to talk more about nootropics, aging, Ayurveda. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah well, sure. So much more to talk about. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this to my attention as something that is, you know, quite cutting edge now and that there's there's a lot more to talk about not only to do with with senescence but just to do with everything else you talked about so we'll definitely be in touch and we'll have dr nick back on again in the future but for today thank you so much this has been really eye-opening and thought-provoking and as usual listeners are probably going to have to go back and listen to it and listen to it again
Did that? Did all of that help with your curiosity about senescence? How about you, Chris? <laughs> there was a couple of things I took away from that. One was when he referred to cells uh, or the senescent cells as zombie cells. Yeah. Because that put an, an immediate visual picture in my head, yeah. right? Not a good one, but a, no. a picture of what they're actually doing while they're hanging around, right? He started talking about how they linger. That's what they do. They hang around, they reproduce, mm. bog everything down, causing inflammation and all types of things, all types of stuff. Yeah. So that was interesting to me. Uh, yeah. Something else I found interesting is that you, I mean, outside of all the other aging uh, earmarks, right? Whether it's your, you know, your laugh lines or it's graying hair or it's that your muscles aren't developing. The fact that you said the word groovy, <laughs> you know, I can pretty much figure out your age from that. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you look fabulous, darling, awesome. but I mean, the minute groovy <laughs> fell out of your lips, I'm like, I know exactly how old this woman is. <laughs> yeah, well, I share that anyway. Everybody knows how old I am. I don't hide it. <laughs> anyway, that was that. One, those were my takeaways. Groovy, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as I said off the top, I did do some research into this. So I just want to share just a few things with you and recap because it's always nice at the end of lots of information just to have a slightly shorter list on what can you do next. So just general focus on anti-aging and some things that you can do. First off, off the top of my head that came up was sleep. So burning that midnight oil, it just doesn't do you any good. Sleep is, I, I, in some way, I think kind of underrated. We kind of think, oh, you know, I'll go to bed late tonight, but then I'll make up for for it tomorrow night or I'll sleep in or whatever. It's like, it's just, it's not how it works, unfortunately. And after having the week that I've had without nearly enough sleep, my hand up is just, it's, it's up high to do some sort of, I don't know, sleep boot camp. There's all sorts of implications that come from not enough sleep. And I am definitely think that they're going to come up with all of this anyway to do with sleep and the senescent cells. You have to have enough time for your body to clear for your body to drain and just to get all of the cells out of your body. And that time when you are asleep, when you are at rest and it just is going to make such a huge difference. And in my focus of making sure that I'm sleeping as much as possible and getting good quality sleep, even if it's say six hours, those six hours are solid. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night. So I've been focusing on using my brain tap before bed. We talked to Dr. Patrick Porter about that. Um, I've been taking my reishi mushrooms along with magnesium, bisglycinate. You'll find those over on spiritright.com. And knowing that it just helps to calm the nervous system and improve the sleep cycle. Now, next to the antioxidants. So Dr. Nick talked about these cells that are being attacked by these senescent cells. So the cells that we have in our body, we want to keep them protected as much as possible. And that comes from those superfoods, those antioxidants, and all those compounds that he talked about. But knowing that when you eat all the colors of, of your fruits, your vegetables, your blueberries, and then sort of upping from that, yes, you've got to have all those basics in there. But my superfood powder called Kid Boost, I actually called it that, not necessarily for kids, although it's great for picky eaters, but really it was created to keep your cells behaving like when you were a kid. 
So it is the perfect superfood to use here. Mixed up with my uh, vitamin C powder called Alka-C. I do this every single morning. Now that is also important for cellular health, healing and protection. Also, there's some zinc in there, which is so important for the immune system. And I loved how we just brought it back again to how important immunity is and that your immune system is in tip top shape. Now, one thing I loved was that Dr. Nick mentioned black garlic, which I found at my local market. And for anybody that doesn't know, my understanding of black garlic, although I haven't completely researched this, is it's dehydrated. Um, yeah, dehydrated black garlic. And it's almost sweet. And I just get bulbs of this and I chop it up and I add it to my mushrooms and my eggs and my salads and everything that I do. And the first time I shared this with a friend, uh, she said, what is this crack? Holy smokes. I'm not like, I have to have more and more and more. So you get this taste and this flavor in your mouth for this black garlic and it's just incredible. So know that once you start having it, when you find it, no meal will be complete without it. Now, I've also heard Dr. Nick talk about curcumin. That's something that I also take every single day. There's Bio-A curcumin. You have to make sure that you're getting a good product when you're looking at turmeric or curcumin. Now, this is anti-inflammatory. It's amazing for your cells and definitely used in the biohacking space. Now, delve into those mushrooms that I talked about in episode 131 and 138. 32. I just received an order of all sorts of different mushrooms to try. I'm actually even, Chris, going to try and grow my own. I'm going to try and grow some lion's mane and some reishi mushrooms. So look out on social media some, for some photos of that. It's going to be really interesting. It's really cool. The bag and the box that this stuff has come in and the instructions of how to start growing your own fungi. <laughs> going to be really interesting. I find if you just you just get a nice dark corner somewhere down in the basement and just, you know, allow allow a little moisture maybe to accumulate there, they tend to grow on their own. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Not coming to your place anytime soon. (laughs) so much. (laughs) Now I'm going to try out the lion's mane that I talked about, the cordyceps, the reishi, and the chaga. And I'll let you know in another episode how all that's going. And then there's those adaptogens. Oh my gosh. You've got the ashwagandha. We've got rhodiola. We talked about these in episode 131. I'm taking HPA Axis, which is a Physica product. Dr. Cass put that one together that I mentioned before. So if you're in any stage of tiredness, burnout, not sleeping, know that you can grab that over on spurtright.com. Now, the last thing that I want to briefly talk about is your gut health. You've got to know that it's imperative here. Gut brain axis and every single issue really also has some some road that leads to your microbiome, eating prebiotic foods, even like chicory root, legumes, pulses, beans, onions, garlic, the greens that he talked about that Chris is so excited that really may not be working for him. Let's hope that you're in that classification of people that don't have to eat them. Otherwise, yeah, this is going to be a really interesting episode. I don't, I don't have to hope. I know I'm in that category. I just needed Dr. Nick to just to solidify that thought. Well, what I loved when he he just briefly talked about the the Ayurvedic component is that that it's a really intuitive medicine Mm -hmm. or an intuitive way of coming at things. And I think that this could be really validating and affirming for people when you think, you know, greens are just not my thing. Then maybe that is your Ayurvedic profile. I know that there's there's a different term for it. So we'll learn that when he comes back on to talk about it. But how cool would it be if actually, Chris, for you, that you're not, let's say, 
and for me, I am because I do eat a lot of greens all the time. Every weekend, I'm getting another bag of fantastic greens from local fields from um, from the market that I go to, you know, and I love it. But if there are people like my kids, I'm trying to shove them to my throat and they're just it's not them, then I think that's really cool. All right, quick, quick little list. There's all of this information is over on leannephillipson.com. If you're just listening to this for the first time, you please know that on leannephillipson.com, I write so many notes for you to get a cheats version of things like this list of prebiotic foods, which does actually include dark chocolate, bear, blueberries, uh, chia seeds, apples, dandelion greens, all of those kind of things. And of course, from a foundational standpoint, then you need to have those probiotics in there first. So you can try out my Take This by Leanne Bio Boost as well over on spurtright.com. And then those prebiotics that you're eating are going to give those good bugs a huge boost. I've had a few lovely emails from our loyal listeners, Chris, saying thank you so much for doing what we do. And I'm so thrilled to hear from our lovely loyal listeners that you enjoy the content in the podcasts and that it's helping you to up-level your health, the journey that you're on, and that you're actually taking charge of your own health. Because as you mentioned, Chris, there's a lot of us out there. And I had this experience again this week in you know, dealing with a medical profession, heading to the hospital, thinking that this is the right place to go and really just leaving thinking, hmm, that was 10 hours of my life. I'm not going to get back again. And I don't feel like I've taken a step forward, unfortunately. And thank God for doctors being out there. Thank you for everything that you do. We all know that we're in a bit of a crisis at the moment and they're just it's a deficiency there's a deficiency in what is happening from my perspective and with everything that i'm living through so i'm so grateful that you're here i'm so grateful that you're here listening and learning about things like senescence and trusting that the information that we're bringing to you is really is really intended to up level your health So please rate, subscribe, and share the podcasts with everyone who needs to know about this, in essence, and anything else. Send me a note too, because we love getting those. And tell us how have you been impacted by this podcast? You can reach out on social media, on SproutWrite handle, or Leanne Phillipson. Also send an email through both of my websites, leannephillipson.com or SproutWrite.com, and I will reply. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to Dr. Nick. Thank you, Chris, for your production magic, for, you know, just just being here because it's not the same without you. That's all I got to say. And most of all, thank you, our lovely loyal listeners, for listening. And as always, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. Mm